0: you just see things and you, you don't even think it can get any worse than that. It's like, you know, it's, it's something that Les Brown always says, uh, you know, if you fall down, at least you can land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the High Level Spotlight Sessions, where we showcase awesome marketers doing awesome marketing. Today, I am joined by Malachi Monroe, who's the owner and founder of Monroe Media Inc a South Florida based agency that specializes in helping wellness entrepreneurs and brands attract and scale their businesses through quality, qualified clients. Malachi, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. So Malachi, I know that you created a six, uh, a system called the six figure med spa system, which has been driving some really impressive results, even through a pandemic. And as somebody who did a lot of med spa marketing, I was super psyched to see what's going on on your Facebook page. So first of all, talk to me about the mentality of, you know, coronavirus hits. I know it hit everybody really hard and, you know, the marketing community got hit really hard as well. Um, How'd you shift your mindset? How did you say, okay, you know what, this isn't going to slow us down. We're going to keep growing right now. Talk to me about that.
0: Dude, I mean, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me, man. I'm super excited. I'm super pumped. Um, dude, this entire shift, just over the past couple of days, has really been like eye-opening, right? And and like the, the the way that I look at things like this, the way that I look at at most, you know, times of disruption, times of, of crisis, is really an opportunity for you know people who are serious, people who are hungry to to rise up and to continue, and like to continue to take charge. And I, I only really look at it as, you know, a course correction because of the fact of the matter is like every single time something like this happens, the people who have it inside of them to persist, the people who have it inside of them to dig deep and to, to service with something next level, they always rise to the top. And so, you know, whether it be something in your personal life, whether it be something in your business, this was no different, especially for me um, to really begin to look in, in myself and, and to ask myself the question of like, how could we still help people? How could we still grow, make a bunch of money and have a bunch of great results, you know, amongst the the clients that we work with? And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it was it was no different. It was no different here, Chase. And do you feel like, like,
1: I don't know how many clients you had coming into this, but did you have to have, like, how did that conversation go? Did a lot of them say, you know what? No, we're, we're not gonna make it through this. Or did it take a lot of convincing with them to say like, hey, we need to shift your mindset. We can help you go through this. Um, we can help you make money during this time period. Was it a tough more,
0: battle? More than ever. More than ever. Even down to our team. Um, when this thing first hit, we lost about seventy percent of our clients simply because you know people like people were in panic mode. People resort to the first layer of 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 you know uncertainty or or, or disruption. And sure. you know that's that's just how it was. And so I mean in that moment, and I I remember like it was last night. We I stayed up for like maybe 36 hours, just thinking about different ways and strategizing different ways, we can not only come again as hard as we were when everything was seemingly perfect, but even how we can optimize our, our entire process to still be able to get results. And dude, we did it. And so like, I wouldn't be able to do it without a team um, and, and dude, just, just having that faith in um, God and in myself that listen, like we've, we've been through worse things before, we were still able to make things happen and so listen, this is this is just an adaptation and, and we can still find a way to make it work. All right.
1: So I want to share my screen and show everyone what caught my attention as I was cruising through your Facebook profile, um, which was, I love how you're doing this. I love when people share conversation screenshots, right? Because it, it, it feels about as real as it can get. Like I'm assuming this is exactly. a client. They're saying, taking the exactly. credit card info. Yeah. Um, wow. So we just got you this consult for a dollar. You had... You just had that consult and collected a credit card with this new system. Terrific 2K sale, closed and collected. So that's it's powerful, hilarious. right? I mean, that's, uh, so talk to me about this. How, how are you getting consults for $1 right now? Is this because of coronavirus? Well, you know, Has you, it made you, things
0: cheaper? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Facebook on average, I think it's actually the minimum. Facebook lost out on, I think it was about 20 billion of the, like, the reported number. Um, for advertising on the platform over this, over this, you know, couple months, right? And so, I mean, with that, like the cost of advertising dropped dramatically, like something we haven't seen, honestly, in years. And so right. with that being said, it's like, you know, we saw across all of our accounts, um, CPMs were just down. And so it just so happened that, you know, when when we launched this new campaign, we hadn't even spent a dollar yet. And this this was just the first one that we tracked coming in. And so, you know, <laughs> from that point, it was just a matter of optimizing the system to feed into acquiring more clients, more leads, more customers with a fraction of the spend that we started with in the beginning. And so that's exactly, that's exactly what, what we land into there. And what did that number, how high did it end up going after you had more data, more people coming
1: through? Like, where is it at right now, the average cost oh, per So console?
0: we started seeing the acquisition um, at about $13, right? And, and I mean, the thing is what we do for our clients is, is we drive um, booked appointments and, and prepaid appointments. And so like we're taking, we're talking about getting people all the way to the end um, to where they're showing up and they're in the parking lot of the establishment or in right. that community telehealth. So yeah. So how
1: did you do this? Are, are the businesses in Florida open again? Or were you doing this
0: in a time when people couldn't actually go to a med spa? 100% this, that, that particular client was one of our clients in Los Angeles. And so, you know, they're still shut down in some areas even then they were even worse. And so what we had to do, is, because, dude, I, I come from, you know, I come from a, a sales background. Um, okay. I toured with Les Brown for a year. I ran his highest in mastermind. So, I mean, the thing is, I really just applied a lot of the different things I knew with high ticket sales and human mm-hmm. psychology um, to a lot of our clients. Mm-hmm. And what we actually ended up doing was building and crafting custom offers and using a bit of sales psychology to bolster down the sale so that our clients can sell online through telehealth But they wouldn't get any objections like you know i'm going through this financial like that didn't even come up at any just how we retrained our clients to sell and so that in combination with how we helped our clients um, build new offers build what we call open all day offers that allowed their their med spas and their centers to stay open all day technically it really changed the game for a lot of our clients and we just rolled it out to more and more clients as they came on and do we not only do we regain a good chunk of the clients that we lost but we also gained a lot of new clients who were interested in learning how to use this system and who are still able to do it. And so I'm I'm super grateful to to be able to not only go through this, but to ensure that I'm able to to continue to stay innovative um, and forward thinking to, to create something like this.
1: That's really cool. So basically what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the default move was, hey, okay, let's run campaigns where people can Prepay for services that they're going to fulfill once everything opens back up. But you're saying no. You were running campaigns for services that they were filling online
0: and still having the success. Is that right? Dude, because here's the thing. It's like prepay was like was something like that's that's not anything new. People were doing right. prepays before, before all this going on. So if there's a shift in the market, if there's a market adaptation, you can't you can't fathomly sell the same offer that you were trying to sell prior. It just won't work. The entire mm-hmm. dynamic as the market is shifting. So you have to shift the offer to match where people are right then and there. So we like I couldn't push prepays to our clients and because there was there was nothing that separated it. I mean, yeah, you could frame it as you selling a couple bucks, but dude, you have to look at what are people valuing right now more than ever? Right? Are people valuing like making money? Are people valuing saving money? Are people valuing their health? Are people valuing holding on to the money they have? Because of, like you just, you just have to tap into different value system than belief. And so what we did is we saw, listen we could either go the prepay route or we can craft new offers that suit all of our clients that allow them to continue to grow and scale right now. And that's exactly what we did. We've had two clients that actually had record months throughout this time. And so, dude, it's like, I mean, we we saw that to be, listen, that was game changer for them. That was the answer.
1: Well, look, I know a lot of our viewers want me to ask the question right now, so I'm going to ask it and you feel free to say, sorry, that's, that's, part of the secret sauce, but can you give us an example of a type of campaign that
0: you're running that people can fulfill right now online in okay, the so, med spa world? So I'm not gonna give you an example, but I'm gonna give you something which is more powerful, which is the thinking behind it. All right, right? cool. So when you're dealing with high ticket sales, and, and dude, I've, I've worked and working with now a, a multi six figure per month consulting brand. And so like, I'm just, a lot of what we do is take information that we learn in different industries and repurpose them and reposition them to work in hours. And so when you look at a high ticket sale, let's say a sale for $75,000, there are several different elements that allow you to close the sale. But even after you close the sale, there are some elements that allow you to ensure that the sale stays closed. Eliminate things like buyer's remorse, eliminate things like, you know, um, the regret from making the purchase, eliminate things from them immediately calling, you know, to, to shut the order down. And so the actions that you take to eliminate those things called bolstering down the sale, right? Bolstering down the sale is really just adding extra insurance to the end of the sale so they can take immediate action, begin to feel the effect of the transformation and not even think about going back on their decision. It's getting them bought into what they did right then and there to get them invested, to get them them bought in. And so one of the biggest elements of, of our new offers was having things at the end of that transaction that bolstered down the sale for our clients. What that meant is as soon as someone hopped off of that Zoom call and they just paid 3K or 2K for a body contouring package. We took extra insurance at the end of that sale to make sure that they began to take action immediately and they wouldn't experience regret. That was one of the biggest game changers for us and allowing us to to do something like this. So we're not talking about prepays, right? We're not talking about um, buy a bundle now and save later. We're talking about, listen, like Corona or not, pandemic or not, like if you're going to do this now or even if you decide to do it 3 months you're still going to have to do this. So we might also well do this now and and do it just the like like the way it was framed it was beautiful. I'm I'm super grateful for that.
1: Nice. Awesome. All right, I'm going to share my screen again cuz there was another screenshot that you posted that I thought was awesome. Uh you can see my screen, right? Yep, yep. The way that you handled this just came across to me so smooth. Did you get the numbers for total sales so far? Right now, the total numbers of sales, I'm assuming, with all the appointments that we've done in the couple couple ones that we already have prepaid, I think we're at 18,000. And then you just come right back, 18K is good. Let's ramp up ad spend. (laughs) I just thought that was so, like you didn't get hung up on celebrating that number, which is a great number you just got right in their head and were like, okay, it's time to let's keep ramping this thing up. Um, I was definitely looking for June and July to be record months for us when it comes to that department. I'm also adding other services. I'm super excited about just the path that we're heading into. So just talk to me a little bit about that message. And like, I mean, I love the way that you handled that. And I think a lot of people in the community could learn from spotting those opportunities and taking them. Right. Not just saying, Hey, we're super, we're super psyched. It's working. Right. No, it's like, great. Let's, let's pu- keep pushing on the pedal and let's keep ramping this thing up. Right.
0: Right. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like years ago, you know, I, I was in school, I was put out of over five schools in, in, in under a year. Um, I literally had to go to school in an entirely different country simply because like I, I ran out of options. Like, dude, I mean, wow. so the thing is, is like, uh, I went to, I actually ended up going to school in the Bahamas. From, oh, wow. from the US. So, you know, dude, like for, just from what I've seen, I mean, growing up, you know, in the midst of violence, growing up in, in where you just see things and you, you don't even think it can get any worse than that. It's like, you know, it's, it's something that Les Brown always says, uh, you know, if you fall down, at least you can land on your back. Cause if you can look up, you can get up. And, and Chase, like that's the exact same thing. So, I mean, dude, I'm always thinking about like, how can we, how can we do better? how can we better our best? How can we take our goals and our dreams and how can we take the numbers that we're doing and go to the next level? Because listen, if there's anything being in this community has shown me, if there's anything being amongst like-minded individuals and masterminding with one another has shown me, it's that like, dude, like things are possible. Like people have new normals, you know? And and so Mm -hmm. in some of our coaching programs, we see clients who hit their first 10K months. But then again, like at the end of the day, I, I hop on a call with my mentor who's doing a million a month. And so when I see stuff like that, it's just like, I'm blown away but I'm also challenged how can I create the same results how can I create the same lasting impact for our clients and so it's like yeah I mean listen let's let's celebrate great numbers let's let's recognize great numbers but let's also pay more attention to the fact that we're nowhere near where we have the potential inside of us to be and let's challenge ourselves to see how can we take ourselves to better the best and so listen that's all that was about that that's just that's just second nature to me so the next step of that I'm curious
1: because when I read that I was like okay so let's assume he came back and said, yeah, double the spend. Do you price according to ad spend? Would you have said, great, we're going to double the spend. That's going to take you up in a tier in our package between you and us. And, and now you're making more money
0: off of that. Like, do you, how do you price? So we, we, like the thing is we run an agency coaching hybrid. So, I mean, we price pretty much by the quarter. Um, and our clients normally work with us quarter after quarter and, and they renew. So we didn't charge him more for more ad Interesting. spend. Interesting. Um, gotcha. But what we also do is, whenever we add a different modality, as in a different service, or they add, they want to add another machine. Um, that's how we we add on to our fee. But dude, like, I mean, I'm super blessed to be able to say like a lot of our clients they they're starting to expand. We have one client who actually bought a brand new machine, and they're opening up a mobile unit, as in like opening up an entirely new business. And that's just come from the work that they've done for, for us in honestly the past four or five months. And nice. so, I mean, the thing is, I don't really look at it as a money grab. I don't really look at, at charging them at every opportunity that they can, um, mm-hmm. simply because we always find like, how can we serve them to the next level? How can we bring them more value to become the no brainer in our space for them? And with, with like, what do they do for us in return? They refer us to you know, great people, other great clients like them. And when they make big business decisions, like opening up another location, they bring us in on a decision and they consult with us. And so, I mean, in that case, is we can start looking at stuff like equity partnerships um, because we've played such a big role and we've just really been like generous and, and done good business, have great integrity. You know, there are some, there are some times where campaigns don't take off right away, yeah. um, but what do we do? We pause the payment, we figure out why it works. And even with some clients, you know, I spend my own dollars in ad spend. We have clients who they are literally in debt. This is their last chance of business. And you know, I've, for a few times, I've put my own dollars on the front line, spent money in ads until they were, became super profitable. And they're just people who like, they don't know how they can begin to thank me. But it's like, you know, my biggest thing is, is believing in somebody until their beliefs in them kicks in. And that's just what it's been like for us in this journey. So dude, like, we look at the long game. How can we have great relationships? How can we serve them at a higher level to continue to escalate and to, and take that to the next level. That's just been that's just been our model, Chase.
1: Man, you said a lot of things that really stuck out to me. But off the top of my head, the quarterly spend or the quarterly payments, I think is awesome model. And then looking for equity partnership opportunities. That's I mean that's really smart. And I think a lot of people don't even go there when that's really the natural progression, right? If you proved it, you've become the no brainer. They want to take a little bit of a risk on, you know, going for something bigger. And then it's a great opportunity to be like, Hey, well maybe we should talk about being your partner on this. And instead of paying us this per quarter, we'll put in the sweat equity on the marketing end. Um, I think that's super smart. So Malachi, the last thing I want to talk to you about is I saw that you have a $42,000 case study. Case studies are something that I preach. I feel like, you know, I always say this. It's the classic case of the cobblers. You know, kids have no shoes. Marketing agencies don't spend the time on their own marketing. They're not creating case studies when case studies to me are the most powerful sales tool that you can generate, really. So you have a $42,000 case study. How'd you get it? What's in it? Talk to me about it.
0: So we have tons of case studies. and, And I think you offered a great point just now. Um, like, you know, when people consider working with you, one of the biggest things that they look at is how do you market yourself, right? Like if you're gonna come in and market our brand, let's look at how you market you first. Are you your own client, right? Yeah. And so like, that was the first thing it's, it's having that realization that, listen, I need to be drinking my own Kool-Aid. And so that particular case study, I believe was from, like we've done tons of case studies after, but that particular case study was from November of 2019. Um, it was a brand new client. She just spent about $20,000, $30,000 on a brand new machine, and she was starting her business. Um, she didn't know where to start. She literally just got the machine, taking delivery like two, three weeks prior, and so she was ready to get started. And what we did for her um, is we created, I, I believe the final number was about 60000 We created about $60,000 in opportunity for her, which means that if she closed every appointment for a minimum of, th- of $1,000, she would bank on $60,000. Um, now, of course, like she made more than that. The math works out. Some people did 3K sales, some people did 2K sales. Um, but in that case study, we pretty much break, broke down the campaign that we used, how we deployed that system and how it worked, um, you know, over the course of, of those weeks. And so that's something that, you know, we use a lot of times just to share to people who, you know, might not be ready to work with us just yet, but need some work on the vision end of just developing the vision that it's possible. Um, that is worth it, that is necessary, that is something that is entirely in their reach. That's just something that we use to to give them, to just to get energy from, to just get energized from, just from the front end. Um, but dude, like I said, we have tons of those. We have, and we're, we're always creating more. We're almost always, always formulating more. And so, you know, that's just another instance of, of something that's in our, our our repertoire.
1: Let me ask you a quick tactical question, because I feel like every time I bring up case studies, people agree with me that, yeah, they're critical. They're a great idea but they freeze at the execution part. Cause they're like, well, what should it be? Is it a big PDF? Is it just a page on a website, like a section on a web page? How do
0: you present your case studies? What, how do you guys put them together tactically? So 100%, like 100% of the time we always do video. Simply because video is like, it's, it's the highest level of engagement. People do business with people they know I like, can trust. So if you can see me, if you can hear my voice, um, if you can hear the inflections in my voice, you can watch me talk watch me walk through a process and, and pretty much highlight how we can do the same thing for you. I mean, the thing is I cover a multitude of touch points. And so it's not like where you know, PDF or scrolling through and I leave a lot of things up to interpretation. With video, I cover all the basics. Because dude, like one of the biggest things that I learned, especially in the past year of transitioning from you know, dropping out of college to building my dream business in six months, one of the biggest things that I really began to grasp and understand is like, we have to be better at taking control right? And, and, and increasing the level of insurance on the things that we want. For example, for business owners who are not at 10K a month, like your, your sole focus should be on sales simply because that is the highest threshold of control you can take to increasing your bottom line, right? When we're dealing with, with case studies, the highest level of control you can take is doing a video because things aren't lost in interpretation, right? You have like ultimate highest engagement and you can really drive home the point that you want to drive home because you're dealing with, you know, a, a higher touch point environment. And so I'm a huge fan of video. Um, and a lot of it is, is a bit more time intensive, but do for what it does for your brand on a dividend level is completely next level. And so and so that's why I do it. That's why that's why we choose it.
1: I love it and I completely agree. And I I often think it can be easier because if you're just using like a screen grab software and you line up your tabs and you run through it a couple of times before you hit record, it's honestly kind of easy when it, as opposed to creating some big PDF that's supposed to look beautiful and have all this stuff in it. And, And I think, you know, don't overthink it. I love it. Just hit record, walk through what you need to do. And now you've got a sales tool in a case study that I think is super powerful. 100%. 100%. Malachi, thank you
0: so much for coming on the show, man. Dude, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, guys, for, for having me. Um, I hope I said something that was useful to you. And listen, if there's anybody who just want to chat, um, hit it up a couple of times. Where do they go? Hit me up on Facebook. Malachi Monroe. I'm always on. I have the Messenger app. So, you know, I'm, I'm always open to chat and, and share information with anybody. Awesome. Appreciate that. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you in the next episode.